I'm Chris Johnson, and welcome to Charisma Connection. Today we're talking with Jonathan Feldstein, who is the founder and president of Genesis 123 Foundation, and he'll be talking to us today about his own story as well as Run for Zion. It's uh, an, an inaugural project of the Genesis 123 Foundation. Jonathan, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. Thank you, Chris. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you on the program. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I understand that you're an Orthodox Jew, and you are interested in being a bridge between the Jewish people and Christians. Indeed. So, yes, I am an Orthodox Jew. I was born and raised in New Jersey. I spent several years in Atlanta studying at Emory and working there afterward, and more than interested in being a bridge between Jews and Christians. It was when I was living in Atlanta that I really had my first meaningful exposure to, to uh, Christians, and an experience that I had in a small church in Cleveland, Tennessee sometime in the late 1980s is where God called me to be a bridge between Jews and Christians, and he put on my heart how, how important it was, and I didn't understand, but I knew he was calling me to do something, and I've been trying to uh, embrace and, and, and really um, exalt that in my life, in my career for the last 30 years. Um, it, it, it's something that it, it's not only because it's it's a calling from God, but it's something that I have, I, I found that has given meaning to my life and makes me a better person. Excellent. Well, I can tell that you're doing a fine job at it. I keep seeing your uh, your name on these types of things. Now, um, why do you think the fellowship between Jews and Christians, and also the Christian support of Israel, is so important? Well, so I mean, that's a, that, that could be an hours-long conversation. Um, there's so many reasons. First of all, um, and, I, and I think it begins with God, we're the only worship people, Christians and Jews, who worship the Creator of the universe. And I, and some people are are um, will say will say in that context the, that we worship the only God. Well, of course He's the only God, and everyone else, anyone else who worships something else, is not worshiping, is not revering God and the Creator who's the Creator of the universe and who's the, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So, so we have that in common, and that, uh, as a foundation, is, is makes the fact that there's so much more that we and Jews, as Jews and Christians have in common. And I think that over the, uh, I was going to say centuries, but unfortunately it's been millennia, there's been way too much division. And what we've seen in my lifetime, and, and uh, which goes in, I'm, I'm not 70, but, but, I've lived long enough that since the birth of the state of Israel, the rebirth of the state of Israel, um, it's obviously meaningful to Jews, but it's it, it's meaningful. It has to be meaningful to Christians. Um, as I spoke with one very famous Christian leader once, I said, "How did you get behind it?" He said, "Well, I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table with my father the day Israel was born as a state, and he pointed to the Bible and said, "This proves that the Bible is true." Because we don't have a lot of there's not a lot of archaeological evidence for biblical things. We we have the Temple Mount. We can we can identify things. We don't have any proof of the the Jewish exile in in uh, in Persia. We don't have any proof of the 40 year exodus from Egypt. But we have proof that God said He was going to restore His people to their land, and He's done that. And and we've prospered there. We are prospering there. And I like to say that every little pothole on the road in Jerusalem 
is a fingerprint of God, of God reminding us this. And, and how can we not have that in common? And how can that not be critically important to us all? Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about this new project that you're working on, Run for Zion. I understand is taking place March 13th to the 17th in Israel. Could you tell us what makes it unique for Christians? Sure, right. So this is our beta year. Next year we're hoping to have hundreds of participants. But as you mentioned in the, in, in the opening, I established a nonprofit called the Genesis 123 Foundation last year in order to provide meaningful, unique, and interactive ways to connect Christians with Israel and Jews and Christians together to, to, for fellowship and, to, and to, to exalt what I was saying earlier, to, to build on the commonality that we have. And the first project is run for Zion, and at its simplest, it's promoting the Jerusalem Marathon, which has been in existence for uh, a decade, to Christians. It's the first time anyone's ever done that. We had a meeting with the mayor of Jerusalem last year, and he was he confirmed that no one's ever done it, and he was blown away by the concept and, and admired the model and, and was grateful for my undertaking this process. The, the, he's looking at it from a bridge-building but more tourism-relating perspective, because the, the objective next year will be having hundreds of participants, and, and tourism is important for Israel, and that's fine. But for me, I'm really building this up as a Christian experience, because I know if you're a Christian and if you're a runner— that this will be the most powerful place, meaningful, spiritual place that you'll ever run. And if you're a serious marathon runner, it's not the New York Marathon, it's not Boston, it's not Athens, or any of the other famous ones. The, the opportunity to run through the streets of Jerusalem is the epitome of what that will be, because of what I said before. It, it, Jerusalem is evidence of God's, uh, of the ful- uh, part of the fulfillment of God's promise to restore us. To the land, so we're promoting a marathon, which I refer to, refer to sometimes as the M word, because people, uh, ironically, I'm not a runner, but so for people like myself who are not runners, we also have the 10K and a half marathon, and there's even a woman who's started running five kilometers this year just because she wanted to participate and have that experience. Christian woman from Alabama who just started running in order to be able to have this experience. And it's so ironic for me as an Orthodox Jew, but as I was explaining over dinner uh, yesterday evening as part of my travels around the States, I, I, I really, uh, being a bridge, it's, it, it, it's a, it, there's a macro component to it, but there's a micro component to it. And the micro component is that I'm able to provide a really powerful Christian experience. So with the exception of one program, which will be the Friday night, Shabbat, or, or, or in English, the Sabbath dinner that I will be hosting in the hotel with this year with, with a dozen and hopefully next year with hundreds of people, everything built up around the program is to, prov- is to provide and enhance the experience of running or walking in Jerusalem or standing in our cheering section from a Christian perspective. So for instance, you, you, I don't know if you're a runner, but you probably know it's customary before a marathon that you eat a high-carb pasta dinner to get energy. Well, we're doing that. We're doing that in a beautiful restaurant in Jerusalem uh, the, the night before the marathon. But we're also going to make it into a spiritual opportunity so that we don't miss the, 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 the incredible power of what will be embarked upon the following morning. It's not just a run. It's a run through the streets of Jerusalem. And our tagline is, Blessing Israel 
with every step. There's a nonprofit, which I didn't even discuss yet, a nonprofit element to it as well. But people, so the people in every step, whether they're whether they're in the old city or or, or viewing the old city from the Mount of Olives, which is where Jesus would have seen, or viewing the old city of Jerusalem from the southern promenade, where Abraham was called by God to bring Isaac to sacrifice him on Mount Moriah, people will understand that this is more than just running over a bridge in New York or Boston. So you've got the physical fitness part, as well as the spiritual context. Yes, yes, you said that beautifully. That's right. And that's, Maybe and by I should the way, take up running, too. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a good excuse to eat carbs. Come on, Chris, next year, next year in Jerusalem. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> it would be wonderful to have you. But yes, that's exactly it, and, and, and goes back to the purpose of Genesis 1, 2, 3, to create meaningful, unique experiences. I don't want to duplicate what other people are doing, but, but I confirm, no one ever had the idea to promote the Jerusalem Marathon, of all marathons in the world, mm-hmm. to... To Christians. Now, we're also going to be promoting uh, maybe 2020, certainly 2021. Um, there are other marathons that take place. Tel Aviv one is very well implemented. It's flat. It's an easy one to run, but probably the least spiritual. But there's a Galilee marathon where you run around the Sea of Galilee. There's one called the Biblical Marathon where you run through the hills of Samaria. And I'm told that the first 23 miles of that are all uphill. So that's not appealing to me on any level, but, but I know that it's spiritual, and there's even a Dead Sea half marathon. So you can go from the height of running in Jerusalem to the lowest place on earth, and while you're by the Dead Sea, you can pop over to the Jordan River and get baptized as well. And uh, elevate yourself on the salt water, right? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about the subsidy program that's tied into the Run for Zion. That sounds unique. Right, it is. So thank you for asking. So, you know, when God says in Genesis 12, 3, God, well, let me say this way. God says, I will bless those who bless you, right? And then, and then it continues, curse those, and the families of the world will be blessed through you. God does not say, bless Israel, I am the Lord your God, which is, what, which is a lot of what we, a lot of the, the language of the Bible that we, we have. Um, he says, bless Israel, and I, and I will bless you. And that's meaningful. That's very powerful. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, we, we as Jews view that as a commandment, it's an imperative. And so I, I don't know what that means. I mean, I know we, we, there are many ways that God blesses us in our lives daily, and those who bless Israel, I'm sure that he finds other ways to provide and enhance the blessings. But I came along, I said, well, great. It, it, it's an unlimited potential of blessing. Let me be part of that. Let me be part of that formula. So we're offering, we're not mandating, but we're offering that anybody who wants to be part of Run for Zion can pay their own way and come along, or can raise funds that are going through our nonprofit, and which we are distributing among several to a maximum of 10 different organizations in Israel that do meaningful things with integrity, both programmatically and fiscally, that are important and should be important to Christians. And therefore, they're providing anyone who's, who's encouraging that and asking their friends and family to sponsor them, or anyone who's writing a 25 or 50 or $100 check or paying online is part of that blessing. So what I'm offering in terms of a subsidy, I want to I honor that. So this year, if somebody raised $3,200, they would get the free land package, which is hotel and meals and, and special events and, the, and, and registration for the race and the touring that we're providing, and even the ability to extend on their own 
and see more of Israel, which most of the participants are doing. Someone who raised $5,000 or more gets that land package plus up to $1,400 toward airfare. So you have the ability, you're actually seeing that fulfillment of being blessed where I'm paying your way to come to Israel. And it's great on all levels. It lowers the financial threshold because some people listening to this will say, oh, it's my, it's my dream to go to Israel, but I don't have the money. So I've taken that, I've taken that barrier out of the way because all you, you have a year to raise money and get your trip subsidized or potentially free. Um, th- that's amazing. And, and of course, it, 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 it increases the tourism, which is important for Israel. That's another way of blessing Israel. But it creates motivation for people who are, who are joining us to want to raise more money to support the kinds of organizations that we're supporting. It's just kind of a win-win-win-win model on steroids. It sounds like it. It sounds like you really thought through this this framework. Now, tell me about some of the particular causes that you'll be supporting. Sure. So um, we're supporting uh, uh, one of Israel's largest uh, soup kitchens. Unfortunately, we have poverty there, like everywhere else in the world. So we're we're um, providing that opportunity. Um, we're providing social welfare for Israeli soldiers. We're not getting military, and we're not getting political. But there are a lot of soldiers who have needs. And, and putting their lives on the line. Uh, we're comforting terror victims. We're providing co- um, comfort uh, for, for Holocaust survivors in the last years of their life. This is the last generation that will have Holocaust survivors alive. So we want to make sure that they're living out their final years um, in comfort and, and with love, um, protecting unborn babies. The problem, uh, the problem exists worldwide. Fortunately, it's not as big a problem in Israel. Um, but but if there is an issue. It is not as politically divisive. But there is an organization that we're working through that that helps women make a positive choice not to terminate a pregnancy, um, uh, helping orphans and at-risk youth. Um, obviously, we want to bless Jerusalem and its residents. But uh, there, there's others. But the last one I want to mention, which is important to me, both as an Orthodox Jew and in the context of building bridges. I'm friends with a pastor who's in Bethlehem. And unfortunately, in the last generation or so, Bethlehem has gone from 80% Christian to 20, 10 or 20% Christian. And it's not easy to be a Christian in Bethlehem specifically, but under the Palestinian Authority. And my friend, who's a pastor who ministers to Christians, also ministers to Muslims. And I think it's so important, so terribly important, that... We, help, we as Jews help make sure that Christians, who are literally our neighbors, are well, are cared for, are protected. They have needs. They have, there's poverty. There's discrimination. It's very difficult to be a Christian living under Palestinian authority in the Palestinian society with the, with the growth of, of, of more radical Islam. And, and I happen to love the fact that he's witnessing and bringing Muslims into his church, and as he says, to show them who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. Well, he sounds like he has a, an excellent ministry there. And uh, your organization, once again, is Genesis 123 Foundation. And correct. And this is Run for Zion, and I believe the website is runforzion.com. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, so, anyone who wants to know information can go visit runforzion.com. We haven't updated it yet for next year, but it's very well put together, and, and there's an opportunity to communicate by email. 
Okay, well, I would imagine it's maybe too late to uh, participate this year, but how can people donate or um, help in some way to uh, support this effort? Oh, so I, I didn't mention. So anyone can go to runforzion.com and make a donation, and we're encouraging that. We also have a virtual uh, runner platform. So somebody who isn't a runner or can't make it, certainly this year, but even next year, but wants to participate and wants to bless Israel, can go into our website and sign up as a virtual runner as compared to an actual runner. And and the virtual runners can be people who are going to stay home and bless Israel from afar or people who are going to come along but just stand in our cheering section and not actually register for the race, um, but still nonetheless. So anyone can go make a donation, and we, res- and we welcome that. We, we, we respect it. It's, it's exciting to be able to be the, um, I don't know, representative may, might, might not be the right word, but a facilitator to bring Christians to have this really meaningful, powerful interaction. And of course, we will be communicating on a monthly basis to show where that money's going and the impact that's being made um, so people feel part of it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jonathan. What will you be doing that day, or oh, during on, on, that period? on the day of the race? Well, yes. we're, 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 we have a film crew that's going to be following our first group for a couple of days. So I will be out early with the with the marathon runners and and engaging them before and after the race by video and cheering them on wherever I can grab a spot where they're running along. And uh, we're we're also going to be doing some media with other people. So we can build. So we can be, begin promoting. Um, and even though I'm not a runner, I will be out there, hopefully enjoying a beautiful, sunny Jerusalem day. Well, that sounds excellent, and we wish you all well, especially the runners who will be out there pounding the pavement. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jonathan Feldstein, for being with us today on Charisma Connection. I'm thank Chris, you, Chris Johnson, and if you want more information, go to runforzion.com.